0: AP is usually real on top of their American politics, what they're lacking in this department. Um, okay, uh, we're just going to we're going to get into it. All right, uh, have, have you had the chance to listen to any of my other shows? My other my other podcasts they're all they're all very rough. You uh,
1: <laughs> you coming to a bad show? <laughs> Aside from the um, I think clip that you posted to Instagram, I'm not too familiar with most of the uh sounds that this podcast produce produces Mm -hmm. yeah well
0: now you're going to be a part of the zeitgeist so congratulations um i'm gonna be i'm just gonna go for it uh welcome back to cots network it's your host big joe talk show i'm here with a very special guest a TikToker influencer if you will uh harley
1: introduce yourself please such like a, I I didn't expect that kind of introduction. Thank you. Um, hi, I'm Harley Rose. I am a transgender TikTok uh, influencer and activist. Now Harley has a GoFundMe
0: uh, to raise for. Uh, uh, uh what, what what are you raising money for exactly?
1: I am mostly raising money to fund my transition, and I've been raising that money for almost a year now i there was a point in which i had a gofundme and then like i got rid of it entirely i decided to delete it i was like i may be in too privileged a standpoint to like actually like be doing this um and then i fell on hard times and recently realized like it may it may be something that's absolutely necessary in order for me to um take care of my own survival um and help to alleviate future gender dysphoria. So I am raising funds primarily so that I can keep up with my hormone replacement therapy, um, afford laser and electrolysis sessions, um, uh, future surgeries. Uh, in particular, I'm trying to, I'm, I'm looking into and researching um, facial feminization surgery and bottom surgery. Um, and right now a lot of the proceeds are going towards survival expenses
0: uh you're you're you currently you said uh you're taking you're doing uh uh what was it hormone replacement uh not surgery what, what was it
1: hormone replacement therapy
0: therapy her hormone replacement therapy how is that treating you right now i know it's a tough uh road to go down
1: it i uh, it can be but um i i've been on it for almost a year and a half now and i i have to say i'm very very pleased with uh the results from from my very first dose i just it it was like i could see color again when i started taking it um where like all of the world was in black and white or in sepia tone and suddenly i could see like the trees and like the the green in the leaves or like the different dimensions of color in that And like i started to feel more vibrant and more like myself um and as that's gone on i've i've experienced a lot of like changes to my body in regards to like fat redistribution and my skin getting softer. Um, Yeah.
0: (laughs) No, no. What what, um, you'd say, you said you can see color again. I I like that, uh, that terminology, (laughs) the way you described it. Uh, And that's what gender affirming care does for, uh, for anybody that goes through it. Uh, You know, CIS people and trans people alike uh gender affirming care for uh, cis people is uh uh well, like like Harley just said uh a while ago uh facial feminization surgery and is that not just plastic surgery or getting Botox to look younger uh for uh women uh more specific uh I, I you know I I guess I'm picturing one Ron DeSantis uh uh fucking well, I don't even know what her job is in the Ron DeSantis campaign, but I'm picturing her, and she she's had so much plastic surgery. And is that and that's exact, that's gender affirming care for her, so she can feel more feminine, and so she can feel more attractive. Um, yes,
1: I 100 percent agree.
0: <laughs> Ron, uh, this is just uh, stuff I've seen online. Ron, not Ron Crowder, Steven Crowder. Anyways, horrible internet racist doesn't deserve a name. Uh got um chest deepening surgery uh so he could have pecs without you know working for it <laughs> come on come on guy um but this is not a toxic masculinity podcast <laughs> this is that's not what this is turning into me bringing <laughs> on this guy for getting plastic surgery uh but gender that's a gender affirming care is everywhere and people are not people are not you Know calling it what it is, whenever they're getting the, these big plastic surgeries,
1: yeah, I, I absolutely 100% agree. I mean, um, when, when we first started talking, there was a question you asked me, uh, and you, you brought up a statistic or a, a number of um plastic surgeries, particularly breast augmentation that has happened within teenagers, um, which. In, its, in and of itself does raise a lot of very important questions about, you know, age of consent and informed consent and things like that, um, uh, primarily like in children and like what what we allow cis children to go through with their bodily autonomy as opposed to trans kids as well.
0: Actually, I had I this statistic right here. Uh, mm-hmm. This is uh, from the time, to- this is from the time, the New York Times, so uh, pretty, pretty credible uh there were in 2020 there were 203 gender affirming surgeries performed on minors on the flip side there were 3200 uh 3200 minors girls who got breast augmentations you know, be it reductions uh uh I, that that is that is including uh mastectomies so, uh, it, including breasts being taken away, breast uh, uh, implants being added, thirty-two hundred uh, girls had gender-affirming care in a, in a way that you do not recognize it as being gender-affirming care. Not you, Harley, but I would say the royal you.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, and like I think that it's very important that we note that, like in many instances, that is gender-affirming care in in. A lot of instances as well. I imagine that sort of the the instance of mastectomies um, would be uh, for some sort of uh, breast cancer treatment or um, something related to that and not necessarily part of the gender firming experience, but could be for another medical reason. Um, But I think that, yes, it is very important to identify that uh, the types of surgeries that those children have had are still gender affirming especially in the instances in which it could be either a reduction or an increase in size of the breast cup
0: now uh, you know stop me if i'm getting uh, too personal uh i want uh, can you tell me about your your journey with uh finding uh or i guess uh seeking seeking professional help uh what kind of uh I guess hurdles have you had to jump through, or if you had to jump through any hurdles when finding a gender affirming care, specifically this uh
1: hormone replacement uh, therapy. So, in my experience, I the the biggest hurdle for me was the mental and psychological hurdle of just accepting that I was trans. Um, a lot of that went on for a good number of years where I would experiment and play with gender in the sense of um, exploring through different non-binary identities. So when I was around 19, I started going by he, they pronouns, and then I graduated to they, them. And then somewhere around the summer of 2021, I said, no, fuck that. It's they, she. Um, and around that time is when I started to realize that. Um, how much gender dysphoria i was experiencing and personally i i'm of the belief that you don't need to have gender dysphoria to start transitioning i think that there should be more of a focus on gender euphoria um because i don't think that people should have to be defined by their discomfort but Mm. in my instance i did experience a lot of that dysphoria and it it was so um It was so like, it it, it was like an earthquake. It was so sudden and so terrifying. It felt like the ground beneath me was shaking. When I got to the point of realizing and accepting that I was trans, that, oh my God, that I have to do something about this now. I have to actually start transitioning. And I remember I was over at a friend's house, two of my friends we got drunk we were playing a couple of board games and after a while i went to the bathroom and i remember just seeing my face and looking at myself in the mirror and um it was kind of like my like entire body was just like warping before my eyes sort of similar to like body dysmorphia Mm -hmm. which can be a symptom of gender dysphoria um and i was just sort of beginning to panic because I was realizing that I didn't appear the way that I felt in my head. My my body didn't match my spirit. And as I was like drunk and crying, and I think uh, even vomiting a little, um, I <laughs> as one does, um, I remember like calling for my friends and they were like, hey, what's wrong? What's wrong? And I was like, I just, I can't, live like this anymore they were like can, can you elaborate on that i was like i am a girl um and i need to do something about that so the next day while i was at work um my very close friends at the time uh called planned parenthood which is an informed consent clinic um and he pretended to be me and got an appointment for me um And then I had to wait three excruciating months to actually start because they had a wait list and I initially, yeah, I had to meet initially with a social worker and talk with her about all of my gender dysphoria related symptoms. And she sort of ran through all of the informed consent stuff with me of like, Hey, this is how hormones are going to change your body. Um, Here's like all of the information that you need to know and um, I think two weeks later I finally got an appointment with a physician who prescribed me um, my first dose of hormones. So that was five months um, uh, just about yeah I want to say that uh, it took me five months to fully accept myself um, and finally start living as myself
0: so um, I, I I want now I want to stress. That it took Harley, it took Harley five months for uh, care for care to be sought. So it's not a uh, a whim thing. It's not a a snap of the finger. I want to transition. I have to seek. I, I go out and seek it to get a. I can't just go out and get uh estrogen down the down the street. That's not how it works. Um, I, and Harley is a testament to how hard it is and how uh, the hoops you have to jump through.
1: I will say that, um, despite how difficult it is, I want to acknowledge that I still come at it from a very privileged standpoint in mm-hmm. that, um, one, I'm an adult, and two, um, I was able to find that access through having people who supported me and who I was. Um, and this is kind of a process that you can't go through Mm -hmm. unless you have some sense of community or people backing you to help you rediscover or define yourself and um, align your spirit with your body. Um, And I I have to acknowledge that that that's not the reality for a lot of people. Now that, that's,
0: that's very interesting that, um, you said, uh, support system, uh, because I've recently, I, I've learned, I've learned, okay. I've learned through my mental health that I, it's not, I can't do it by myself and it's a massive support system mm-hmm. and, uh, I, you need a massive support system to get through your mental struggle. Tying that in, I've had struggles with toxic masculinity all my life and, um, toxic masculinity has driven driven me drove me to be to be isolationist and um how would you solve the mental health crisis in america harley oh (laughs) oh
1: yeah i would you know i would simply wiggle my nose and it would be over (laughs) um you know because i had like those uh transgender witch powers or whatever um no i mental health crisis in america definitely is like a very very tough situation i myself um i struggle with adhd and major depressive disorder ditto um so you know as well as i do how like difficult those things are to manage on your own how important it is to have that support system um i i mean honestly like the mental health care Uh, A mental health system in America, it it is a healthcare-related issue that's more on the side of, like, how do we uh, establish preventative care for everyday Americans so that mental health isn't so much a crisis anymore?
0: Um, I don't know about you. I don't know about you. I live in the the Lone Star State, and we are currently ranked uh, 49th in uh, access to mental health uh i don't know who's below us but that that it's it's got to be alabama
1: it's probably alabama Fuck, it's probably florida (laughs) actually it may be now um i i'm currently sandwiched between those states i am currently living in Mm. new orleans Um, oh wow yeah i i'm originally from virginia um i met my partner through tiktok Mm -hmm. and um as soon as we fell in love, I was also going through a rough patch with my best friend. So I just um, sort of packed everything that I could into my friend's Toyota Camry and then moved out here to live with her. And unfortunately, very soon we will be staying in Florida for some time. Oof, oof. Now, the, I mean, are, I mean, are you nervous about that? I'd be. I'm nervous for you, Harley. That sounds scary. <laughs> I'm I'm absolutely terrified, actually. Um it's not something that I necessarily think is um it, it's not something that like I consider to be voluntary so much as it is like I have very like limited options. Uh mm-hmm. because you know, due to being an American who lives in America, um I am broke as hell. And um to preach it. Oh, <laughs> we, um we do have like the opportunity to stay at like a family home for the next couple of months and then we're intending on moving to a safer state good um but during my time there i'm i'm thinking of and not entirely 100 percent sure if i'm going to do this but i'm thinking of um documenting our experiences on film and then editing them together uh as a project
0: Everything's got it. Everything's content. Everything's content. (laughs) You got, you got to make it. You got, (laughs) you got to find it where you can. I would like to see that. I I would watch that. Uh, Because I I feel like Florida is quickly putting themselves at the top of the most anti LGBTQIA uh, state in the nation. Uh, And there's a lot of them. Jesus. There's a lot of them. (laughs) but i feel like uh florida is quickly becoming the top
1: yeah i can't it's i'm stuck between a rock and a hard place with this um on whether or not florida is the worst or the second worst state to be trans in right now um because uh just recently a couple of weeks ago the attorney general of missouri um either released a statement or uh, signed an executive order or something like that. I, I'm not sure entirely sure about the um, legal process of at the state level, but I, I'm aware that he is attempting to deny access to hormone replacement therapy for all individuals within the state, regardless of age. Um, as opposed to Florida, who hasn't implemented anything like that yet, I say yet, because Ron DeSantis probably will. Um, but in Florida, there have been a lot of laws where it's like, um, it's becoming harder and harder to be visibly trans in the state, um, especially regarding um, the fact that they're, uh, they just recently signed in a bathroom bill. So trans individuals will have to go to the bathroom aligned with their births or the sex they were assigned at birth um which is going to wreak absolute hell and havoc for anyone and everyone who is trans um and in particular I'm thinking of trans men who pass very well um having to stay in women's restrooms because they were assigned female at birth and like that they they look like men because they're men and mm-hmm. it's it's hard to um, imagine what how difficult that's going to be for them but also like the these bills that are being signed into law that's taking away um, trans children and putting parents of trans children who are affirming their child in prison or um, you know just making an entire crisis of outing your child at school refusing to use a child's chosen name or their, the pronouns that they identify with and I don't see any of the things that the trans community is asking for, as like, overt or obnoxious or uh, difficult to realize, I think that a lot of the um, transphobia that we're seeing is just because of people's discomfort with us, and that they, they don't want us to exist, because they're uncomfortable with the idea, or with thinking about us. Um, yeah,
0: <laughs> I think you hit it on the head. I think people are just uncomfortable, uncomfortable to uh, face face the music that trans people are, are, are here. Uh, they exist. They have existed for
1: thousands of years. You know, billions of years. How long have human beings been on the fucking earth? I think that we evolved sometime around like two hundred thousand years ago. Um, but I, I I do know that like the earliest recording of human history are they are they're within Mesopotamia of course so 2000 BC um maybe 3000 BC if we go back far enough but even then there there were still people who out, identified either between or outside of the gender binary um or attempted like a uh, cross sex uh societal um standing and th- this is this is an example of uh, trans culture existing within Mesopotamia, it existed in Egypt around 400 BC, it existed with the Hijra people in India who are still here today, um, as oppressed as they are, they still exist. Um, there, were, there were trans people in Europe, early Europe, who founded the first um, instance that we know of, of hormone replacement therapy, that they discovered using licorice, of all things, black licorice um and here in north america the the umbrella of uh the two-spirit people um encompassing all of all of the indigenous americans who are here like we have always existed this isn't something new we we've gone into hiding due to different areas of oppression but we've always been here um and a lot a lot of the things that we have to understand is like our our understanding of gender is socially constructed it's something that we as a society came together to say the these are the rules and the roles of women and these are the rules and the roles of men and there is nothing outside or in between that at all
0: uh, i would uh, i like to lo- i would like to lock down that point that you just made harley uh, and the talmud the talmud uh you know i'm i probably fucking butchered it uh there's probably some uh, v- uh very specific way to mention it the um it's the talmud is basically uh, uh for the, those on uh, uh, for those unaware um the talmud is according i'm so sorry i'm tripping over myself according to my jewish learning um an authoritative compendium of jewish legal traditions Containing in facts no less, um, so, according to this article, there are six. Uh, no, no, I'm sorry, eight different genders in the Talmud. Uh, of course, you have cis, and then you have. Um, I'm going to. I'm going to link this. I'm not going to say it because I don't want to. I don't want to say it. I can't pronounce it. Uh, there, there is a gender that identified as female at birth. But later, naturally developed ma- uh, male characteristics. Oh, that says naturally. Um, uh, the Ceres Adam identified male as birth and later developed female characteristic characteristics through human intervention. So, there's precedent. God damn it,
1: there is. Yeah. And I, I was aware of the um, of the Talmud. I wasn't entirely. I I wasn't
0: prepared to speak on
1: it because I don't have enough information there.
0: That's just a quick (laughs) Google. That's just a quick Google. I grew up Southern white. I I grew up Southern white Christian. Uh, So uh, specifically in all in a whole white church. So what the fuck do I know? Nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we've talked for the past 25 minutes now, Harley. We've talked very heavy subject. Very, very heavy subject matter. (laughs) Uh, not very high heavy. It's humanity. Humanity isn't a heavy subject matter. But what are you listening to these days, Harley? What what uh what makes you what makes you
1: tap your toes? Oh, um, I actually have been listening to a lot of Ethel Kane's music recently. Mm-hmm. Um her her album Preacher's Daughter has been playing in my apartment nonstop. Ethel
0: Ethel that's um just describe 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 it to me.
1: Okay. Um I, Ethel Cain, she is a transgender musician who uh, uses a lot of Southern American uh, Christian imagery in her art um, to sort of portray this character of Ethel Cain, um, who I I believe and I'm sure that some like Ethel Cain stan is going to come correct me on this. Um, she, Nobody listens to this, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> she like uh left florida ran away from home joined a cannibal cult because they groomed her into it and then like uh killed her and ate her somewhere around like 1990 um and ethel kane is my age so she's writing about somebody who was alive before she was born Mm -hmm. um but (laughs) um it's a lot of like very passionate and inspired music um that I, I believe is uh, more more related closely to like Christian rock and Gregorian chants.
0: Hmm. Ethel Kane, I'm gonna have to check that
1: out. that's uh, gonna Ethel Kane is gonna play us out on
0: the uh, on this podcast. It's complete this is a completely free podcast. We have no advertisers I can do whatever the fuck I want. <laughs> uh, of course we're gonna shout out Ethel Kane after I illegally download uh, their music. Uh, sorry, Ethel. <laughs> uh, but uh, I like that. I, I like the Gregorian chants. I, I, I like that part of it. Um, Harley, this is the end of the podcast. It came by so it came by so fast. Thirty minute podcast. Uh, now, now you know how easy podcasting is. <laughs> uh, actually, I, I want to say that uh, Harley and I have been playing tag with each other for the past two
1: weeks, trying to lock this interview down we have trying to do this has been a hassle
0: (laughs) but now that you see how easy it is we could do it every day
1: (laughs) um well i would love to be featured as a guest again um if you ever need one uh otherwise thank you so much for having me
0: of course of course thank you so much before we get out of here i want you to plug your social media i want you to plug your tiktok and your gofundme
1: um, okay, so you can find me on TikTok at Harlot Rose. Um, that's with two T's and an E, Harlot Rose. On Instagram, I am Harls.Rose. And my GoFundMe should be able to come up with a quick Google search. Uh, it is uh, called Help Harley Transition or Harley's Transition Fund. It's Harley's Transition Fund. Um, and I am raising money to help with my gender affirming care and survival needs. That. Will
0: also be in the Big Joe Talk Show Instagram and the Big Joe Talk Show Twitter bios. Click on that, find a Harley transition. God damn it. Uh, we are big stands of you, Harley. Uh, thank thank you. you so much for coming on the podcast. Uh, thank you again you, for having me. <laughs> of course. You stay safe out there, Harley. You too. Uh, hey, you. Uh, bye-bye. Bye bye.
1: Bye.
2: but